I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I remember sitcoms that involved black people and shows that involved black people always showed us and uplift us and showed us at our best. It didn't matter whether it was the Jeffersons with George owning cleaners, Sanford and Son, the bond between a father and a son as they live in Watts. Good times. What a family has to deal with living in the projects in Chicago. What happening? Martin. I remember the WB shows where they made the point to make black people look great. Not ratchet. Not someone to fear. But then, reality TV and social media. Now, the top shows, the top images that we see of black people now is of ratchetness. We either cheaters, thoughts, hoes, abusers. I can go down the list. What happened? When did misery became a selling point to make money when it comes to promoting and showing black people. Hey, how you doing? My name is Kavanaugh, the point rap star. I am your host, and I would love to welcome you to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. Go to Anchor, download it on your phone, whether you got an iPhone or whether you got an Android. Download it today or go to anchor.fm and Start recording your own podcast. Get yourself a profile and you record and get it distributed on multiple platforms today. Like I said before, I'm your host, Kavanaugh, the summer champ, aka the porn rap star. Watch my porn, listen to my music, follow me on social media at allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. We are sponsored by the LS. The Facebook for the LS community, I'm talking about LSworld.com. Go there today and get yourself a profile where you can interact with other people that are kink-minded like yourself and even find events in your area that you might could attend and indulge your taboo side. We also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go to shop GWDistrict.com and listen to me and 14 other black-owned podcasts that you might enjoy. And while you're there, you can also get some shopping done as you have your choice for over a 1,000 black sellers selling products such as fashion, health, and beauty products, as well as books. You name it, they got it there. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build the black economy so we can build generational wealth. Now today... I ain't got no co-host. This is all this is all me. And we're talking about misery makes money. And at the beginning of the show, of course, I told you and I mentioned some of the shows that I grew up with. Writers, producers, TV, people made the point to make black people look positive. This was the one thing that unfortunately Bill Cosby, aka the rapist, was talking about. How do we look? How we're portrayed. What are we showing the later generations? 
We had shows that showed us in the positive light. It showed us it's great. We even had our own, believe it or not, soap opera called Generations, which used to be on BET. We had, of course, BET. BET showed hip-hop, music, what have you. And once again, there was no ratchetness. Even when they did celebrity news, they didn't never show the ratchetness of what the celebrities did. Even though the problem with celebrities that did ratchet shit, they never talked about it on E.T. and 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 um E.T. Hollywood and all the celebrity shows that did the celebrity gossip. The only way that you got ratchetness was if you watched if you read the National Enquirer and it really was more about white people than black. But then we had gossip. Then we had the shade room. Then we had the advent of social media and before that, reality TV. In reality TV, you didn't have a lot of black people in reality TV. They were mixed in with whites. There was never really no all black cast. Let's just be frank. Let's be real. Then Love and Hip Hop hit and Mona Scott and VH1. When I was in jail one time, a guy told me, if you can, how can white people emasculate a black man without hanging him? Because back in the day, hanging, doing it in front of the family was to emasculate the black man in front of his community and to put fear into the black race. They can't hang him. They can't whoop him. What you do? Put him on TV to show their worst self. Love and Hip Hop came out, and what it supposed to be was an avenue for artists, maybe those who might have been old, who had fell off, and even some new artists, to get an opportunity to be seen. And you get to see their story. But what did we get? Peter Guns with two baby mamas. Rich Dollars can't keep the stick, he can't keep this, keep his dick out of the girls that he manages, pussy. You have numerous rap artists who is cheating on their wives and have multiple women. So, did Love and Hip Hop really show us in a great light? Not really. Then we had Love and Hip Hop Atlanta where we had Jocelyn as well as Stevie J. Once again, you saw the ratchetness on the shows didn't give them favorable light. Then we had, of course, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, funny how the original franchises prior to that didn't do well with ratings as much. It wasn't as ratchet. Don't get it twisted, they had drama. But not like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Trust me, the Real Housewives of the Real Housewives of New Jersey had nothing on the girls from Atlanta. All black female cast with one white girl, and we had drama, we had fights, we had arguments, we had shadiness. Where it was showing our black youth, and was showing everyone that black women can't get along, they can't be friends. Now, granted, yes, reality TV is scripted, but at the end of the fucking day, people didn't know that at first. Let's be frank, did they? It was rumored. You might have had some people that were pissed off like Johnny Blaze that spilled the tea, 
But not a lot of people really didn't think that it was totally fake. But whether it's real or not, did it make Mandishi look better? No. Did it make uh, Chrissy look even better to other females that she's been with Jim Jones who will not marry her for some pair of reasons? And she got to deal with her mama. How many girls sleep with their manager and 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 how many of these producers are fucking the girls behind closed doors and it comes out? Think about Ray J. Think about the, the light-skinned Brandon. They ain't talking about Ray J's sister. The reality shows made money off of us looking stupid. But what did it do for the stars? How many stars actually ended up leaving reality TV and becoming a big-time star? Not many. What, Cardi B was one. And what do we care about? She could drop 100 number one albums. We'll talk about that, but guess what we talk about the most? As soon as Offset stick his dick in somebody else, we talk about that for three weeks. K. Michelle, great singer. What was the one thing that got her over? Her drama, the arguments, the fights that she had with other girls. Overshadowed her talent, even though she ended up dropping albums. Came uh, uh, Keisha Coles. We cared more about the drama between her mom and her sister than we care about her music career. Because misery makes money. And these white people know this. These white producers, these white companies. Viacom is ran by what? White folk. They own BET now. We don't even own our own TV station anymore except for Bounce. And what, maybe one? And I think all of them is owned by VH1, to be honest with you. So, do we have a black voice really speaking for black people within corporate America when it comes to TV? When it comes to the writers? No, not really. Do you think Mona Scott loses sleep because her sisters are looking like thoughts and hoes? Think about this for a second. Look how much work Portia did when it came to Black Lives Matter, but guess what everybody kept talking about? Her fucking bolo. All the work that Yandy did for prison reform and all this, guess what we talking about? Mandisi said he don't know if he can stay by her if she in prison. Even to social media. Soon as a celebrity do something stupid, what we do? We jump. We talk bad. We, we, we get in the comments, talk shit. We live to see someone above us have a fall. But soon as that person is mentioned for doing a good deed or, for example, Sweetie. Sweetie did a good deed the other day. She's walking on the boardwalk. She's seeing this artist trying to perform. So get what she does. She gets on stage, she performs. People start tipping her performance. Now, granted, there weren't that many people on that fucking pill, but she did it as a kind act. But let me tell you what the news did. Why she performed for 15 people? Sweetie got a, she got a tip jar. Sweetie must need money. Sweetie fell off since she been, since she broke up with Cuervo. 
Mighty fucking funny that Quervo can't get a motherfucking gold album, let alone a platinum. But sweetie over here, this motherfucker's still doing her shit and she getting shows. But because her and Quavo broke up, anything she do, they're going to equate that back to that relationship. They, If she has a bad relationship, she shouldn't have broke up with Quavo. Instead of them praising her for looking out for a fellow artist that was struggling. And the fact that she took the money, which they wouldn't have tipped that motherfucker if she wasn't out there. She gave it to him. Oh, and by the way, didn't y'all drag her for the live performance that she did on Thriller during the celebrity boxing match? Y'all dragged her for that? So what wrong with her getting a little bit of practice? We harping so much on the negativity that we don't care about the positivity no more. We don't. It's mighty funny that soon as we got diverted for Derek Shaven. Guess what we talked about the whole time? The other police killings. We sat here and the President Biden was able to give everybody money to help them with the rent or what have you. What are we talking about? The Republicans infighting. Now I granted that's news. I get that. But I'm just giving you examples of how positive news do not get spent in this world. Bossop does not make their money off of talking favorably about celebrities. If there was no celebrity hijinks, there wouldn't be a Bossop or a shade room. I want people to smoke that off for me. Think about that for a second. What if there was... Think about this. Back in the day, there was no social media, so we didn't really hear too much about what the celebrities were doing, and we never cared. And they always made the point to make the white celebrities look great, as well as the black celebrities. But then we had these gossip columns, these gossip bloggers, or what have you, who, and then now we start to see the real with these celebrities. How they doing drugs? How they beating their wives? Many of them damn sexual assault. Now, eventually, some of this shit would have came out. Granted, but think about it. Bossip doesn't live off of, and Shade Room doesn't live off of good press. They live off of the hijinks of these celebrities and their fuck ups, their cheats. You will never see Bossip say, "Chance the rapper." Donated millions to Chicago black youth. But soon as Chance the Rapper stick his dick in another bitch, that's a two-month story for Bossip. See, it's called being viral. Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to be viral. Everybody wants to be known. And they're willing to do anything to do it. Some of these celebrities literally do put their own stories out. Don't get it twisted. They leak their own shit. To get that buzz. To get that clout. Like I said, we all a clout chase. It's just how bad you clout chase. We sit here and we talk about 
Black Lives Matter. We talk about protect black women. But yet we allow black women to go on TV and be basically screwed, screwed in front of the world. We sit here and rejoice when they have these reunion specials where you have black women basically just talking down to each other. Showing other black girls that black women can't get along. We can't coexist. The only way that we can resolve anything is by fighting. We get that. Think about this for a second. Jocelyn Hernandez wanted a pat on the back because she has a reality show on Zeus of her talking about, of her trying to run a failed stripper show, which embodies everything that I'm talking about. The girls fight. They jealous as hell. They hate on each other. There's no sisterhood. But she wanted Wendy Williams, the queen of uh, the negative press, to give her roses for being ratchet. Where have, where have, where have, where have we fallen so far? I'm supposed to give you a pound of back for you being a ratchet ass bitch on national TV. Music career ain't going nowhere. No one wants to get you for an acting career. Basically ain't getting no modeling gigs. So only thing you got left is reality TV and Stevie J's baby, ba uh, child support money or lack thereof. You haven't done anything to basically help society. Damn sure ain't done no Black Lives Matter shit. Ain't donated nothing. Not that I know of. But you want to pound it back because you got a show on Zeus that finally made it on We, the first season, which now is the season behind, of you fighting with a bunch of girls that's basically built like you and look like you that's basically thoughts like yourself. The one show they had that showed sisterhood was the hip-hop sisterhood. You know, how la you know how long that lasted? Two seasons. You want to know why? No drama. The only drama they had was the butch female rapper girlfriend who was acting crazy. Other than that, it was basically a decent, boring show. You will never see an all-male cast show. You want to know why? No drama. No bitterness. I remember I watched the show that had the male escorts on Showtime. They showed them in a positive light. That show now wouldn't hold weight. Why? Because they're going to need some drama. They're going to be like, we need y'all to fight. We need y'all to fight over clients. We need you to fight over a girl. We need... Because these producers need us to act like niggas to make their bread. And see, what us black people don't understand is that I get what you're mm -hmm. saying. Well, you got these other shows. These other shows that got these white people, the sister wives, all this, this. But let me say the difference. When white people act the fool... It's not the same as black people. White people, it seems funny. It's hilarious. When black people act ratchet and cut a fool, it's ratchet. It's disgusting. It's sad. This is why niggas should never have any money. See the difference? But yet Mona Scott continued to make millions off our sisters and brothers being looked at as less than human. It makes people think that all the rappers cheat. All the rappers have multiple babies. 
which unfortunately a lot of them do, but that's not the point. All we do is fuck groupies and this, that, and the third. Even Amada La Negra, who had a great first season on Miami, really no drama, get what they ended up doing. They made her look like a hot-ass thot that wanted to fuck everybody's boyfriend for a storyline. You have people on these shows faking storylines so they can keep that check. So they want to look terrible. They want to look bad so they can stay relevant. Think about that. Relevant. And what's crazy is half of y'all ain't even getting paid worth shit. What, $1,500 to look like a complete idiot? Is it really worth that money? I don't know. That's why I say it's interesting. We have, the can we have people that want to cancel every two minutes. We have people that will sit there and go in your Twitter to find something bad for you to say. Think about this for a second. Because Kevin Samuels talks harsh to women. He tells them the truth, whether they want to hear it or not half the time, and it may not be pretty where he comes out. Right now, there's somebody looking in his past for something negative to bring up on him to tear him down. For what? Because y'all the ones that's calling this dude, asking his opinion, and when he gives you a less verbal opinion, He's narcissistic. He's chauvinistic. But y'all the one that calls in. Derrick Jackson cheats on his wife. Normally admits it. Still doing the same bullshit, doing videos out of his car. And you females watching, you want to know why? Because if he was a good man that never cheated on his wife, you would be bored with him and wouldn't watch him. But because now that he's a cheater and you know that he's a sex-aholic, it makes for great TV. Now every female with a motherfucking wet pussy is going to watch Derrick Jackson. Once again, negativity sells. We revere the bad boys. We revere the bad guys, but shun the good guys. The guys that are faithful to their wives that have good advice for females. We y'all don't want to hear him. Y'all want to hear Derrick Jackson who didn't cheat on his wife openly. Still probably doing it. Still doing his shit out of a fucking car. And guess what? Y'all still gonna look to him. I still go listen. Y'all still love them them, them tight ass t-shirts with his chocolate ass. Don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I said that listen to 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 Umar and and Kevin Samuels. People went nuts. The internet went nuts when Umar talked shit about Kevin Samuels. But if Umar said Kevin Samuels is a good guy, he I, I like his work. You know, me and Mike, we on different spectrums, but we saying the same shit. Wouldn't make news. The Joe Button Podcast. Look how much news their podcast made when Roy and Maul decided they wanted to step away. All the negativity that just came out from you fans is just amazing. We live for negativity. Stop acting like y'all keep saying we want positivity. Po no, y'all don't because positivity never moved the needle in this world. Negativity moved it. Y'all watch shows 
that shows negativity. Your top selling shows show black people as ratchet as fuck. Think about where's the Tyler Perry. Name one fucking movie that ain't ratchet. Name one movie that Tyler Perry did that the woman ain't cheat, the man ain't cheat, the man ain't an abuser, the woman's a thought. It's actually a good positive fucking film. You can't name one. Even the Medea's one. The boyfriend's abusive. The girl got to get through that. Do we even have feel-good movies anymore? Do we even have feel-good shows anymore? The closest show that we have to feel good anymore is Blackish. Do I do I need to say more? Look at it. Think about it, people. The news we watch. Negative news makes more news. Misery makes more money. We live for drama. That's why soap operas made so much money. That's why they have nighttime soap operas. Reality is actually boring. Think about it when you listen to, when they talk about these reality shows, right? They make it a point to try to create conflict. Why? Because they know it ain't going to sell no other way. Negativity. Let a rapper put out a, a positive rap record. That shit won't get no spin. Then a female say, eat my pussy, bitch. Eat my pussy, bitch. Eat my pussy, bitch. Eat my pussy, bitch. That shit go number one. Because, and I'm about to say, I blame white people. You want to know why? Why I blame white people? Because y'all have done such a good job to make black people look bad and to make other races look bad. Y'all don't know how to promote anything unless it's negative. Y'all can make the greatest campaign to kill cigarettes, but you can't make a great campaign to stop cops from killing black people. You can make a great campaign to sit here and talk shit about vaping, but you can't make a great campaign to talk about stopping gun violence. The only reason why y'all said say no to drugs was because white people start to have drug habits and start to get killed. Goes back to my bubble. Mind in front, I see more shows that show white people in a positive light than I do when it comes to black people. Except when it comes to documentaries and then we see how shitty you motherfuckers really are. Or shows that are timepieces. Think about it. How many of these ladies that's on these reality shows, how many of these ladies that we see, think about all the shit that women have to do to go viral nowadays. It used to be you had to have real talent. Now, you got to be a ratchet-ass bitch, a ratchet-ass thought that has an OnlyFans that do stiletto challenges on fucking TikTok. Even to the YouTubers, let's keep it 100. Mm -hmm. You watch your favorite YouTuber, right? When it is the show gets best. When they have an issue to talk about. Oh, my boyfriend left me. Oh, this happened. Oh, this. 
when something negative happened to that motherfucker, you'll watch that show hands down. The only time, it's my fucking funny, I, I hear so much about the podcast, people. It was funny even when I was listening to the podcast, Horrible Decisions. First they come out of their mouth, they talking about how these other podcasters come on their show trying to promote their pod shit, this, that, and third. But here's my thought process. Why even say any of that on fucking air? Why? You want to know why? Because guess why, why they did it? Not even realizing it. It made people who might have just casually scrolled past that podcast on YouTube and said, ooh, two sets of red bones, hit it. And then the first thing they hear, podcast beef shit, makes them stay. We are prone to the car wreck syndrome. For some people wonder what a car wreck syndrome is. You ever been driving down the street and you you might be driving like a motherfucker, but you'll see a car wreck and you'll slow down. Why? You see what happened with that car wreck. We'll sit there and see two people fight. We'll sit there and watch. Because we live for negativity. Now, mind you, they had a reasonable argument of what they were saying and what they were talking about. But the point being is so people can understand this. She started to show off with a negative thing. Guess what that did? To the average listener, it just happened to go to horrible decision that day. It made them stay and tune in because they'd be like, okay, who's she talking about? What, what host she talking about? What show she talking about? What guests she's coming on talking about? Erica Miller didn't have to say anything to Wendy Williams. She didn't have to say a word. She couldn't have said shit. But because she wanted to be relevant, because she wanted to be known, she decided to say some ill shit to Wendy. And she didn't say it in a respectful tone. No, she said it in a real bitch tone. And guess what we ended up doing? We talked about Erica Miller for two days. Now she's back relevant. Just like when someone was talking about Bow Wow, I call it the pile on. Guess what Erica Miller did? Piled on. Yeah, girl, I agree with you. Shash knocked the shit out of me. We do that. I'll give you an example. You're going on Twitter, right? No, not even Twitter, Facebook. You have a girl that posts a picture. One negative comment. You have five positive comments. That one negative comment hit. After that negative comment, you get 20 negative comments and people dragging her ass. Because we live for negativity. And these advertisers, these movie movie producers, all these people understand that. They know we're a sucker for misery. Because we're miserable out our goddamn self. We're a miserable lot. Is we think about this? You can't name a show that does not show some drama. There's, I'm talking about reality base because your top shows reality base. Let's be real. Drama sells sells these shows, and it's black stupidity that sell these shows in a lot of cases. We're seeing Ray J. Not as a great businessman, but as a male thought that can't keep his dick in his pants and can't motherfucking keep a good marriage and a great relationship. But yet, Ray J is one of the biggest businessmen in the business. 
We don't talk about Nick Cannon's business acrimony, but we damn sure talk about how much he run behind Mariah Carey, how he got another baby on the way, and how he basically said some asthmatic shit that got him kicked off of VH1. We don't want to see positivity. What, what, what Kobe Kingston said, the power of positivity, that does not exist anymore. It's the power of negativity. Because we live for negative shit. We live for that car wreck. We live for that stupidity. We live for that ratchetness. Think about it. How many times do you sit there and you scroll down TikTok and you'll sit there and watch two people fight? Why? We laugh at that shit. But you watch the two people beat the shit out of each other, damn near kill each other. For entertainment. We watch that. You know there's people that actually make it a point to find fights and put them up on online. Then I love when, of course, the big, like the, and then what tripped me out is when I found there was podcast beef and YouTube beef, I said, how the fuck you a podcast you got beef? There's nothing to beef over. It ain't like y'all motherfuckers making billions. What competition? It's a million podcasters out here on umpteen networks. Get your end of the spectrum. Think about that for a second. It's kind of like, even with Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels live off of negativity. Why? His money's made off of telling you bitches you ain't shit. Dr. Umar money's made off telling you females that you is something. But he drags men. They both make money off of women's emotions. And nine out of 10 negativity, why? Why negativity? Because you might say with Dr. Umar, he's not being negative. It's Kevin Sanders. No, because you wouldn't be going to Dr. Umar if you didn't feel negative about yourself. You wouldn't be going to Kevin Samuels asking for validation if you didn't feel negative about yourself and your relationship and your ability to get a man. Ain't no confident ass woman that feels she can get a man is even going to waste their time to talk to both of them motherfuckers. For what? Once again, millions is being made off of misery. You bras are miserable because you can't get a man and can't keep a man, can't get no dick. So you go to these two motherfuckers to try to make yourself feel better. Misery has became a money-making machine for corporate America. Diets. Every other commercial tell you that you're fat. Male erectile functions. Every other commercial about that tells you that you can't keep your dick up or it's not big enough or well-equipped to, to take care of your woman. And then they use a woman to sell male enhancement, basically telling you that if you get a bigger dick, you can get a girl that look like her. But because you got a small dick, motherfucker, you can't get shit. Once again, negativity. They say it's real being realistic. Not necessarily. Because I can tell a female that you might need to change your thought process when you come to dating without me telling her that she looks like Emmett Smith and probably ran 
for over 20,000 yards in her five-year career. Nor do I have to kiss her ass to make her feel better about herself because at the end of the fucking day, a lot of times it is the woman why she's single. But that's another conversation for another day. See, at the end of the day, we claim we won't change. We claim we want more positive outlook. No, but in many ways, we show that we don't want that. We want the same old. We want that ratchetness. We want that thoughtness. Period. We want that. We live for that shit. You know I'm telling the truth. Think how many times you sit there and see two people arguing on uh, Twitter. And your ass go click on the goddamn tweet. Or you go to their page to see what they said to the response to this, what this person said. We live for negativity. Until it slaps us in the face. See? Think about it. Think how many times you see somebody leave a negative comment and it had nothing to do with them. Misery. Now they said misery loves company. Nah, misery nowadays love money. Because he's making a shitload of it. So, with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Open your eyes, people. If you want to change the world, you got to change yourself first. Y'all take care.